Seeking for the help of the Lord, I direct your prayer for attention to Psalm 102 and reading for our text, the first part of verse 23. He weakened my strength in the way. The whole verse adds, he shortened my days. Psalm 102, verse 23. This psalm is a psalm that speaks of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Many of the psalms indeed do. And I want to think firstly of how this is referred to in the book of Hebrews, in the very beginning of that book. We have... Uh, This psalm quoted in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10 and 11. Those equate to the same verses that are here in verses 25 and 26. We read... And if we go back to verse 8 in in Hebrews 1, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is for ever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Now we have the quote from this psalm. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. They all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. We would remember then that many of the Psalms to speak of our Lord. And when we think of our text and a strength being weakened in the way, then we think of that which is set before us in Philippians chapter 2, where the Apostle speaks of our Lord, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And we see the path of our Lord, though great and high and lifted up, truly God, and yet made man, humbled himself, brought down even unto death, and then lifted up. And we see this pattern that is then also reflected in the experience of the people of God. And there is a reason why 
their strength is weakened and why it is brought down low. And Paul, when he writes to the Corinthians in his first epistle and chapter 1, he gives us the reason again why that is so. With our Lord that he might be made flesh, dwell among us, that he might redeem us and save us, that he might be that offering and sacrifice made for sin, and that the glory and honour of salvation might be his. But then for man, we see how the Lord ensures that the glory is the Lord's, it is Christ's, and is not man's. And so in chapter 1 of Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, he says that those things that have been chosen by God, the people of God, they are foolish things to confound the wise. God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. And this is the real secret and the background, the foundation to what we read in our text, that he weakened my strength in the way. It is that no flesh should glory in his presence, that it should be our wisdom is in God, in Christ. He is our righteousness, he is our sanctification, he is our redemption. We do not lay claim to have redeemed ourselves or have a righteousness of our own or made ourselves holy or have wisdom in our own selves. It is all in Christ. And for that to be so, then in the experience of God's people as our Lord humbled himself in bringing about that salvation of his people, so his people to know God's salvation and to put the crown on his head must also know what it is to have their strength, their supposed strength, supposed wisdom weakened. He weakened my strength in the way. Part of the ministry of the gospel is to make known to those that are in the way those things that they will experience, to be an interpreter, to show the reason why they pass through these paths, the trial of faith, or to bring down flesh so that Christ is exalted. And we need that interpreter. The dear saints have gone through these paths like Job and many others, they found those ways very perplexing until the Lord has brought them out. And then they've been able to look back and see the need of what the Lord has done for them and in their lives. So I want to look firstly at where the weakening is 
And there's two real heads in this. He weakened my strength. It is a weakening of us personally, my strength. But it is also a weakening in the way. Not out of the way, but in the way. Secondly, the path of those in Scripture. If we are to find a teaching and a doctrine such as this, that God will take a man and weaken his strength, whether physically, mentally, spiritually, in the way, we should expect that we will find those in the Scriptures that have walked that path as well. And so I want to look at some of those in our second point. Then thirdly, weakened to be strengthened. The Lord's purpose in weakening is not to crush and to put under and to never strengthen, but it is to strengthen, but in the right way and in the right place, not in ourselves, but in the Lord. So let us look first at where the weakening is. He weakened my strength in the way. <clears throat> religion, true religion, is a personal thing. And it must be that which addresses our heart and our soul and our way. Very often we can be listening when we hear the word of God for someone else or as a bystander commenting on the race and commenting on doctrines. But when we come to actually experience it and to walk it out, that is a very, very different thing. We know this in natural things, in life as well. There's many things that we can study, we can know about, but to actually do it is a very, very different thing. And that finds out where our weaknesses are when we actually have to walk it. Well, I remember as a teenager at school learning how to sail, sail a sailing boat, but then out on the sea and the masters thought that I had learnt my lessons well, I knew what to do. The situation arose where I was going out to sea, trying to turn the boat and couldn't turn it. He kept going into the wind and then pushing straight out to sea again. And I had not taken notice of the teaching that before you turn across the wind, you've got to head up harder and harder into the wind. And so you've got enough way, enough speed to push you across the wind and onto the other tack. And at last I managed to do it and we got back home, but got a good telling off because I hadn't learned the lessons well. But I, you know I've never ever forgotten that because that is how I learned by experience. I walked it out and God won't have his children learn uh, the things of God as schoolboys learn their task. It is learned by experience. And so it is in a personal way here. He weakened my strength in the way. 
And so, dear friends, if you are walking in the path and you feel, well, it is my physical strength, my mental strength, my spiritual strength, these are all being weakened in the way, my own ability, my own might, my own ability to get myself out or change the situation that I am in. I feel helpless. I have no power, no might to be able to do this. And you're feeling it. You feel it very much. You realise that helplessness. It's personal. So do remember this. The Lord is dealing with you and I. He will deal with us in a personal way that is known and felt and it is a painful thing to feel without strength. The Word of God says that when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for us. The second aspect here is that it is weakened in the way. We are quite liable to think that because things come upon us that seem to just take away what religion that we thought to have, and to bring us into some very dark and hard to understand paths that we couldn't possibly be in the way. Our Lord was speaking of the way, a narrow way that leadeth unto life. Few there be that find it because broad is the way, wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction of many there are that go in thereat. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. But there is a way that is the right way, and yet those who are walking in it are tried whether they really are in the right way. And it's a good thing. If that is our concern that we be in the right way, and those things that we pass through cause us to really examine it, whether we really are in the right way at all. Well, the test here, here it says that he weakened my strength in the way. And if in the holy word of God, the Lord would say, here is a way mark, here is an evidence of being in the right way, that God himself, shall weaken our strength in that way. That our supposed strength, what we are trusting in, what we are relying on, shall be weakened. And there's a purpose and there's a reason for that. You know, there are, in a natural perhaps illustration, those that are impossible to help, because they don't feel their need of help. How many times perhaps we've either been in the situation ourselves or seen someone else and they've been doing something and we know that they're doing it wrong. We know that they are uh, not doing it in a correct way. It won't end up right. And we offer to help them. No, no, no. We're all right. I'm doing it right. And you can't help them. And they don't accept any help. They don't want the help 
because still in their own eyes they are in control, they are doing it, they know what they're doing and they know the outcome will be right. You looking on can know the outcome will not be right but until they are convinced of that, they won't turn to you for help. And we've been in that situation, headstrong, not needing help, not thinking we needed it, and until we've fallen, until we've had to realise that actually we, we don't have the wisdom and knowledge and we need that help. And so in the way of salvation, this teaching is a vital teaching. In uh, Romans chapter 10, the Apostle Paul so desired the salvation of his people and he saw then they had a zeal for God. It's a good thing to have a zeal for God. But it wasn't according to knowledge. They were going about seeking their own righteousness and not submitted unto the righteousness of God. And that was a hindrance. They were not seeking that which came from the Lord Jesus Christ because they thought their own righteousness was good enough. Yes, all if the Lord is taking away your own righteousness, making you see your sin, making to see your guilt, making to see your helplessness, your inability to fulfil the law of God, inability to walk pleasing unto him and in his right ways, your efforts to manage your life, to do what's right, all come to nothing, don't work out. The Lord is preparing that way so that you look to him and trust to him alone. Well, how easy it is to uh, have that secret trust in man or in ourselves. And so this is not a mark that we are out of the way, but in the way, in a way of which God is dealing with us. He weakened my strength in the way. And may we uh, even broaden that to, to any thought where the Lord's hand is upon us, where the Lord is working in our lives, in our hearts. It is a blessed thing to be the subject of the work of God whether it is to chasten, whether it is to bring down, whether it is to uh, correct or instruct, it is a blessed thing to have a mark that the hand of the Lord is upon us. So in our first point then, to think of a personal work, a work that is done in me, weakening my strength, and a work that is being done when we're in the way, not out of the way, but in the way that leadeth unto life. And the Lord is then instructing and teaching us in that way, and in this time it is in the form of weakening us, bringing us down. It seems to be the opposite to what we uh, thought would be the case. A weakening. I want to look then secondly at some of those in the scriptures of truth. We think firstly of Abraham. Abraham 
and Sarah. Abraham, to whom the promises were given, that his seed should be as the sand of the seashore in multitude, and that the Lord would so bless him. But did it look like that as time went on? It didn't, because Abraham started to get older, so was Sarah, and Sarah became past-bearing naturally. And in a natural way then, his and her strength was weakened. If God was to bring about the promised seed, a child to Abraham and Sarah, it would have to be a miracle. You might look at things in your life and you think, if God does for me and appears for me, it will have to be a miracle. Because I have tried and I am at the end of my strength and it is impossible with me. But what God said to Abraham, that that which is impossible with man is not impossible with God. Well, Paul refers to this in Romans chapter 4 and he uh, says of Abraham, of the obedience of Abraham and uh, his faith and how that it was exercised in this way. And if we read in, in chapter 4 from verse 17, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, so you see God strengthened his faith, gave him faith, though his body was weakened. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. It is, and it was, with Abraham necessary to in a natural way bring right down so that it was just by faith. It was by faith that he believed God would bring about the promise and appear for him because naturally speaking, all other way was gone. It wouldn't happen, it couldn't happen in that way. And so God used that. Abraham and Sarah, they would not be commended for their faith if they were still looking in natural ways. We think then also of Gideon. Now, Gideon was raised up by God, called by God to deliver Israel from the Midianites who'd come up over the land, kept destroying their crops and invaded the, the land of Israel. And we read of this in Judges 7, how that when God raised up Gideon, uh, Gideon then had an army to go with him uh, to fight against the Midianites. 
We read in verse 2, chapter 7, The Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. God saw that if they had the army the size it was, and he gave them the victory, they would take the glory to themselves. And so began a process of reducing that army. First, there was asked that those that were fearful and afraid, that they should go home. And many went home uh, and left still an army that was still too many. We read that there returned to the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000, 10,000. The Lord said that was too many. So he brought them down to the water and tested how they were to drink from the stream, whether they put their hand to their mouth or whether they uh, lapped down with their faces uh, into the stream. And by that way, the Lord chose those uh, that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. And those, the Lord said, he would use. So an army of 32,000 reduced down to 300. And the Lord then did use them in a most strange way. They would arm themselves with pitchers, empty pitchers, with lanterns in them, and with trumpets in their hand. And they were to go on the three sides of the camp in the night. And that they were to cry the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, and to break those pitchers and to blow the trumpets. The Lord caused every man's sword to be against his brother and brought a great deliverance. But he reduced their strength, he weakened their strength first with the very clear reason that the glory should be God's and not man's. And what was very kind of the Lord in this, that the Lord realised that Gideon would have been very fearful to go with such a small army. And when the Lord weakens our strength in the way, we can be very fearful, very afraid as well. But here the Lord used a dream that was being told in the camp of the Midianites to strengthen Gideon was that they were told to go down into the camp and to hear what they would hear and when Gideon came there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said behold I dreamed a dream and lo a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And the effect upon Gideon was, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel 
and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. So on one hand, Gideon's army was weakened, brought down. On the other hand, God encouraged him and strengthened him. So physical, numerical weakening, and yet strengthening in his soul and in his belief in the Lord. It's like with Abraham. On one hand, weakened in his body and Sarah's body, but strengthened in his soul, entrusting in the Lord what the Lord would do. And then really you have the case with Israel as a nation right through their history. Again and again they were brought low. God chastened them through the nations round about them. And yet he raised them up again, brought them into Babylon, reduced their numbers to be almost a number of even just one tribe that came into Egypt. And yet he raised them up again, brought them back to their land, and that the promised seed came to them. There's been many nations that have been completely obliterated from off the face of the earth. But Israel, even to this day, still continues, and certainly in the purpose of God, continued until the promised seed came, the Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. We think of the case with the Apostle Paul, uh, Saul as he was, when he became an apostle called of God, the Lord appeared to him. The Lord gave him a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet him. And three times the apostle asked the Lord to take away that thorn in the flesh, that weakness. But the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And the apostle said, Therefore will I uh, rather rejoice in my infirmity, for when I am weak, then am I strong. And so God's method with the apostle was to give him that in his flesh, in his life, that which was unpleasant, that which weakened him, and that made him dependent on the grace of God and the help of God constantly. And there will be those things, and God is the chooser of those things. Some of the Lord's servants have uh, been plagued all their days with a weak chest or weak voice, and each service they wonder whether they will get by, whether they will have strength enough. Others have had different afflictions and trials that seem to go so opposite to what they've been called to and the work that they are to do. And yet God is the chooser and appointer of that way. He weakened my strength in the way. It is a path then that God's children, and we've only just spoken of a few of them have known. We think of uh, Elijah brought down low and yet then brought into Mount Horeb and strengthened again. Many of the Lord's people brought down low through the things that they have passed through. Jo dear Job as well and the psalmist cast down, why are they cast down? Or David at Ziklag and to encourage himself in the Lord his God, all those round about him were 
talking of stoning him, and it throws us upon the Lord. It may be your path this morning that the Lord has brought those things to throw you upon the Lord, to make you lean upon him and to trust in him and to look away from flesh and away from hope in things where we can see the hope or see the expectation. We always like to be able to see something that will bring forth fruit or some sign uh, that things are going well. But when everything seems uh, dark and, and lowering, then it is a work of faith and a work of trust alone in the Lord. The people of God are to walk by faith, not by sight. And this uh, uh, applies to their own strength in, in, in every way. And so I want to look then thirdly at weakened to be strengthened. We've already spoken of how that God needs to take away supposed strength to give us that which is real. Our supposed righteousness to give us Christ's righteousness that which will stand at the last day. How we need to be taught upon what we are really leaning for salvation. And God's purpose in doing it then is not to crush or destroy us, but to bring us to trust in the right place. Know when we die, when the people of God die, they have no strength then. You might say that is the pinnacle of their weakness. The strength of mind is gone, the strength of body is gone. We have the continuing on in the verse here, he shortened my days and we're brought down into death. Who then is going to bring our soul to God? Who then is going to raise our body up from the dust? No, no power in ourselves. That's not going to be our work. Not going to be us putting our mind to it, our strength to it. It must be solely in God. And how much then should that be while we are alive that we trust in the Lord? And those trials and things that we pass through are designed to that end. All our sicknesses, all their infirmities are designed to bring us before we come to death, before we lay down this life, to have our trust and our hope in the Lord. How oft, as we mentioned from Romans 10, that our supposed strength is a barrier, it's a hindrance, is not helping us. But our felt weakness is actually a help because then we seek unto the Lord. When our Lord was on earth, we had the scribes and the Pharisees opposing him and they despised the poor people. They said, this poor ignorant people, they don't know anything. They're just gullible. They're going after the Lord. But the Pharisees' strength in themselves was keeping them 
from the Saviour. The Lord rejoiced in spirit that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. And oft in the church of God it's those that are despised, those that are simple folk that, as the hymn writer says, have sharpest eyes and learn to walk the best. We are told there must needs be heresies among you, real errors in the church of God among you, that they that are approved might be made manifest. In other words, God's approved people, those who truly know the Lord, are not made manifest, they are hidden, hidden amongst the stuff until an error comes. And then they're the ones that raise their hand, they're the ones that say, no, we can't go along with this, this is wrong, this is not true doctrine, this is an error, resist it. And the Lord has ordained that. The wisdom must come not from ourselves, but the Lord. Sometimes it is in a physical strength that the Lord takes away our strength, lays us on a bed of affliction in a physical way. And he has purposes and reasons for that. And maybe strengthening spiritually, or in his time and way to strengthen again physically. Those ways that he takes down the strength of the people of God. Sometimes it is numerical strength. We've spoken of that with Gideon. It might be in the church of God or in our families. Where there is strength in numbers, the Lord takes away those numbers. How easy we can do that. I remember years ago here when the Lord had blessed us with a goodly congregation. Our former deacon used to very often after the services relate how many he counted amongst the numbers. It's sad to remember that because we do not want to be just trusting in numbers and looking for that. May the Lord be pleased wherever he does give numbers to not trust in those but to look for the Lord's blessing, look for his spirit, look for his presence and the work of grace in sinners' hearts and to rejoice in that. We think of the solemn way that God visited uh, King David when he wanted to number the people, not in a time of war, but in a time of peace. And the Lord brought the pestilence then that slew 70,000 of them. The law in Israel was if they did number the people, then they had to pay, I think it was five shekels uh, to the sanctuary for everyone that was numbered. And we don't read of that being done at all. At that time, that's towards the end of David's life. But the Lord then weakened in that sense 
And the Lord may do that numerically, brought down low. We think of the times in the history of Israel when it seemed uh, amazing that there should ever be the line to Christ at all. And yet the Lord raised that up again. And so our Lord did come as promised. We think of having strength to stand. Peter had a supposed strength and he said, Though all men forsake thee, yet will not I. And he was so adamant that he would never deny his Lord. And yet the Lord said that Satan had desired to have thee to sift thee as wheat, but I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And Peter had to lose his pride and have to deny his Lord even before a maid and to swear and to curse that he never knew the Lord, changing his speech when they recognised his speech as a Galilean. The Lord said, When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. When thou art restored, but first he needed to be weakened, and afterwards then feed my sheep and feed my uh, lambs. And so the strength to stand, his own supposed strength, was taken away. Other times the Lord can take away our strength by bringing into places of bondage. We think of Jonah. What strength had Jonah in the whale's belly? He thought he had strength before to run away from the Lord. The Lord shut him up in the whale's belly and if the Lord hadn't delivered him, he would have perished there. But he said, Salvation is of the Lord. In that place he prayed unto the Lord. The Lord spake unto the fish, and he was delivered. We think of the case with Joseph. Joseph had the expectation through the dreams that God would do something in his life, something major, bring him to a place where his brothers bowed down themselves to him. But he ended up in a pit. Then he ended up falsely accused. Then he ended up in the prison. And though his expectation was that the butler would remember him, the butler forgot him. And there he languished in the prison. In all natural ways, impossible. He couldn't get himself out. And one that he'd spoken and had his hopes on to get him out, he didn't get him out. And yet the deliverance came very suddenly, very quickly. When Pharaoh had a dream and the butler then did remember and Joseph was brought out of prison. But it is that being weakened in a helpless position. You can't change the providence you're in. You can't change the position you're in, in your soul. You're powerless to deliver yourself. That was the path that I walked in on the exercise of the ministry. The first time I preached was when I was 25 uh, and uh, 1986. But then I went into great bondage. And for seven years I could not preach. I I had to uh, just read services. Bondage spiritually, myself personally, and as regards venturing in the ways of the Lord and ministry, I could not. And yet the Lord broke that bondage very quickly in the end and thrust me out in the ministry. I well remember being in it 
wondering what would need to be done. How would the Lord deliver me? How would he appear in that circumstance? But he did. And uh, these things are to be remembered, those impossible places. And it may be some of you have those in the past you can think on and remember when the Lord already has appeared, where he has helped you. Maybe you say, but that was in a small thing and what I'm in now is a big thing. But it is the same God. It is the same power. And that which is impossible with man is not impossible with God. And may we always remember this aim in view that the glory is to be the Lord's. The honour is to be the Lord's. Deliverance is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord, says Jonah. And we read in the prophet Isaiah how that the Lord, he does give power to the faint and they that, they that are without strength, he increaseth mine. We have the list of those in Hebrews 11, those that walked and died in faith, in faith of the coming Messiah. But one of those descriptions was that out of weakness were made strong. And may that be our description also of those that by faith walk, trusting in he that has come in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we shall fall under that heading, out of weakness were made strong. Not in ourselves, not in the same way, not what we once were, but more and more to say like the hymn writer, if ever my poor soul be saved, tis Christ must be the way, because the Lord has made it that you cannot look for any other way, cannot expect in any other way. I have ruined my life, I have destroyed everything, I have gone the wrong way, but he's looking to the Lord that he would save us put forth his hand and deliver us. I feel like dear Peter, seeing the waves and the billows beginning to sink and to cry, Lord, save me. Or like the woman of Canaan, Lord, help me. Are we looking to the Lord? Is our hope, our expectation in him? Can we say with dear Peter, to whom can we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. We have no other help, no other refuge. Other refuge, says the hymn writer, have I none, hangs my helpless soul on thee. May this end be realised by the Lord's dealings with us at this present time. He weakened my strength in the way, and his time away he strengthens us again in the Lord and gives us that faith to trust in him and look unto him. You might feel like dear Job, oh that I knew where I might find him, where the Lord found Job, appeared to Job and blessed Job. You may remember that when the Lord rose from the dead, it was not the disciples finding the Lord, it was the Lord that found them in every case. And may the Lord then Come to us when we feel so low, so down. The Lord 
Fulfill that promise. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. May the Lord add his blessing. Amen.